What is going on and welcome to the Power of Progression podcast. I'm your host, John Marone. Thank you very much for joining us on today's episode. And please do not forget to like, subscribe, follow the podcast, write a review, and then share it out to anybody who can take the value from today's episode and put it into their life. But now it is time to help you design the life you've always wanted to live, creating the ultimate version of yourself, and jump into the episode. So let's get it popping. What's up, my peeps? Joshua Smith here with another GSD Mode podcast interview where every single week I interview top real estate professionals, top entrepreneurs, and straight up top badasses that they're dominating their spaces. They're people choosing to not live a life of mediocrity, but instead to go out and create big, amazing, epic lives for themselves, their families, as well as have a big impact on others. And today, guys, we've got another epic special guest on the show. Our guest today, you guys, is the podcast host of Power of Progression, as uh, a world-renowned speaker, life coach, and has dedicated himself to understanding the best practices, habits, and key performance indicators that lead people to maximizing their potential. And this isn't just a dude that coaches. This is a dude that's been through it, you know, right? Like he, he went through his own hell to create his own epic life and shares those best practices with others. So I'm really stoked and honored to have John Marone on the show. The show, my friend. What's going on, brother? It's an honor to be here. I'm so stoked to be able to add value to everybody listening. Um, and I appreciate the opportunity, man. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, me too, dude. You know, it's, uh, we were talking before we hit the record button, man. We have this common thing, man, and I get hit up with it daily from the, between the podcast and you know, my, my real estate agent coaching clients that uh, it's like, look, it's not necessarily a thing of not knowing what to do. It's a thing of like, why are we not doing the things that we know we should be doing? We know how to do them. And we know the result, right? To create the life that we want, but we're still not doing it, you know, right? And hear this constantly. Hey, Josh, man, I've just lost motivation, man. I've just, I, how do I hold myself accountable? I've, you know, it just ends up being a complete mind game, you know, right? And before we get into all the things that uh, you're doing with your clients that, that uh, uh, help them, lead them to massive success, as well as just your, yourself throughout this journey, um, I'm really intrigued in your journey that led you here, man. So if we were on the clocks, dude, because I know you, your backstory is pretty gnarly, man. Like, like, how did this all come about in the first place? You know, it, it, it's, it's a long story, and I'm going to make it kind of short for your listeners. But, you know, growing up, I grew up in New Jersey. And growing up, a lot of the characteristics that were associated with my last name, uh, you know, it was addiction. Uh, it was lonely, depressed, uh, violence, you know, a little bit of everything. But what it boiled down to was it was an unfortunate situation that my parents, they're addicts. I love them to death. Um, they just made some really bad decisions and I ended up falling into the same category, right? So as I grew up around 12 or 13, I started dealing drugs. Um, I started getting into fights and I became an addict very fast and I became an addict to many things. It wasn't just drugs. Um, it was addicted to, uh, you know, violence, to depression, to bad decisions, addicted to many different things. And that addiction then put me behind bars. Um, and I was sitting in jail for a bit. And you think that's when, you know, oh, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to be saved. And, you know, I'm going to come out of jail and be better. Nope. I came out of jail and I was bitter more than better. And I met this, this phenomenal woman who is now my wife. Um, after I got out of jail, I was living in a uh, motel as before that I was couch hopping and living on the streets uh, living in my car and she stuck by my side man and, and she really really said I believe in you right and I'm like what do you believe in because right now I'm just a mess and so she stuck by my side and you fast forward a few years I started getting better 
right? I started getting better. I, I try to push her away so I can self-sabotage again because I think that's what we tend to do, right? We push people away so we can sabotage and not hurt others. And she wasn't for that. And she stuck by my side. And then it was October 28th um, and Hurricane Sandy paid a visit to the Jersey Shore. And it was that day that really changed my life. And we're sitting there in our house and they said, you know, you don't have to evacuate. You could stay there. And we're in between like different uh, bodies of water, right? And so we had really surrounded by water. We had nowhere to really go unless we had to go to mainland. Um, and so what happened was around eight o'clock, went outside, man, it was just windy, no rain, nothing. By nine o'clock, we were in our house and all of a sudden I just heard this trickle, this trickle of water came flowing through. And I remember sitting there because I took my family from their motel and we're sitting there playing Monopoly. And I remember seeing this water. And brother, when I saw this water, it kind of blew my mind because there was no rain outside. So I got up, I opened the door and it was like roaring rapids outside. Four feet of water just splashing and crashing and you know, pieces of, of the dock were all in our front yard. And immediately all I heard was Shoo! And it was the water broke through our foundation and it started filling up our house. So I rushed my family upstairs. I put up everything and then I got upstairs. I'm soaking wet. It's October. It's in New Jersey. And I just remember looking back at my family and just saying, what the hell have I done? Like I'm sitting here and, and I put this in this predicament because I'm a stubborn and I thought I knew everything. I thought we'd be okay. And also what have I done for this world? Right? Like I, I've done nothing but been here. Yeah, I've partied. I've had a good time, but I've done nothing but just really been here. And so in that moment, I said, I will no longer live income first because that's how I always lived. It was income was the main priority. I will live impact first, income second. And the water receded and I got out and I remember sitting in a shelter and this is really where it all happened. I said, I, I told myself, I made this contract, this promise that I was going to change everything. I was going to make an impact, but I don't know how. And right there, Josh, it was it was like lights came on because I was always a person that knew everything. And when I realized I don't know what I don't know, it was my biggest opportunity to grow. And from there, I just said, I'm going to digest, study and investigate like the best minds in the world from the best minds in the business world to relationships, to health and see what they're doing, right? See what they're doing to overcome adversity and building the life that they want. And through that, I was able to create this whole new life for me, um, be able to change my life. And then from there, I was able to then deliver that at a high level to all my clients, uh, to the attendees where I do speaking engagements, podcasts like that. Um, but it really came from humble beginnings, man. And you talked about it before, you know, we, we kind of have to go through hell to get to heaven. But I, I think a lot of people don't want to go to hell to get through heaven. But there's also people who are sitting in that average mode where it's like, bro, but I never hit rock bottom. Like, how can I get to where I need to go? I, you know, like, I feel like I haven't hit rock bottom yet. Don't wait to hit rock bottom because sometimes we don't bounce back up. And I was fortunate enough to bounce back up after 10 rock bottoms. Um, so if that's, that's the overall story. And now, uh, you know, I'm able to honestly live a life of true fulfillment and doing the things I love to do and, and integrating my life through all six equities. Yep. No, I love it, dude. That's powerful stuff. And, you know, let, let's go into, well, first I want to talk to you about addiction, you know, because you talk about, talked about you had a lot of different addictions. And, you know, I, I, I can't remember where I heard it recently, but uh, it was YouTube somewhere, right, where somebody was talking about everybody has addictions, 
Yeah, right. Some people might be addicted to mediocrity. Some people might be addicted to binging on Netflix. Some people might have, you know, to drugs. It's just channeling those different addictions. You know, I don't know if you subscribe to that same philosophy of we all have addictions. It's just channeling the healthy addictions. But if, if, how do you go through that? How did you go through it? Cause it's one thing to want a better life, especially in a scary moment like that, where you don't know, I'm sure the moment you didn't know if you were family and you were even going to make it, yeah. you know, right. So it's, it's, it's easy to get to that. Why want, and it's a whole nother thing to start executing, getting into action and going through and then changing those addictions. So can I, can you talk to whether it's through your story or through some of your clients that you've helped channel those addictions or just break them all together? Absolutely, man. And I think when people hear the word addiction, guys listening right now, when you hear the word addiction, close your eyes and think about what do you think of, right? You're probably thinking of the, the, the guy that's you know, addicted to drugs, the girl that's addicted to the pills, you know, addicted to sex. You think about all these negative things, um, but you're not thinking about you being addicted to, as Josh said, to Netflix, right? Or addicted to gossip or addicted to drama or addicted to negativity, and so we have this misconception that, you know, all addiction is bad because of the world we live in. We're not realizing that, yes, I do believe we all are addicts. I do believe we all have addictive genes. Some of us feed it more than others. And knowing that and knowing my addiction, I realize like, I'm going to raise my hand and say I'm an addict. And because of that, that's going to be a superpower. I'm going to say, yeah, I am addicted to all these things. But hold on a minute, all those things are negative and they don't serve me. They disempower me. So what if I went ahead and I switched it, right? What if I rewired my brain to use my addictive gene, to use this what people think as a crutch, as really a pedestal to get me to where I want to go? And so what I've done, and, and I think everybody needs to hear this is where are you addicted at first off and say, what if I change that addiction into something powerful that really powered me into that progression and propelled me to where I want to go? And I'd taken all of my addiction that was negative and I put it towards positive things, right? Like, so I'm addicted to being on this podcast right now. Like I'm addicted to it. Like when I get off of here, I'm addicted to my next thing. And when I'm with my family tonight, I'm addicted with being with them. And so I've used this addictive gene to truly change my life. And a lot of people think about like, you know, I don't want to go this route, but you know, I've, I've seen it crackheads, right? Like if you see a crackhead and he's dead broke, dead broke. But all of a sudden he finds crack. How is that possible that this guy has no money, but yet he's finding drugs? Well, that's because people with addiction are massively more resourceful than people without, right? They are so resourceful. They'll find a way. So if I know my addiction, I could use to actually empower, not disempower me. And I become more resourceful during it. Like this is a, a double banger, man. Like there's no way I can't you know, out edge my competition, but I don't want people to get confused or I'm not just addicted to, you know, this, uh, you know, the money, I'm not addicted to my business. I'm addicted to whatever it is I'm doing in that moment, um, or what I have coming up. So I think addiction is yes in all of us. And if we all can just raise our hand and say, yes, I'm an addict to one thing or another, and this does not empower me and say, but I'm going to now use that addictive gene and that. Uh, energy and put it towards something that actually helps me grow and create the ultimate version of themselves and their business. That's a superpower that out edge any competition and they can be better today than they were yesterday. Hands down. Yeah. Love it, dude. And when you talk about like, Hey man, I'm addicted to being on this podcast and I'm going to be addicted to spending time with my family. And, and you know, when I hear you saying that and seeing your passion and, and hearing your passion through that just seems to me like addiction, meaning, 
you're going to extremely enjoy it. Like it's inspired work that you're fully present and enjoy. I think we all want that, you know, right. Whether it's our work, whether it's working out, whether it's with our family time, but I know that you probably didn't start there, mm-hmm. you know, right. It, it, it's like, these are muscles that you got to flex over a long period of time. Right. So when you were first, cause it sounds like the first step was just having the awareness and just admitting to yourself of, Hey man, I got these negative addictions, right? Let's become aware of those. And then how can I transfer these to positive? Then from there though, how did you start? Cause it also sounded like, yeah, your wife believed in you, but you had a lot of negative, you're addicted to negative self-talk, you know, right. Or, or whatever. You had a lot of deflated, you know, self-worth. Um, how did you get that into action and start building up that muscle over time? Or what advice would you get? Cause I hear from people constantly like they just, they don't feel they deserve success for whatever reason or, or whatever it may be. And, and we all got to start somewhere, right? Yeah. And, and yeah, that whole concept, I feel like I don't deserve success. Um, you don't deserve success if you are acting out of a character that is not deserving of it, right? So, you know, people are like, everybody deserves success. No, I'm, I'm here to tell you that everybody doesn't, des- you know, deserve that. Those who are good people, those who are wanting to change their life and the people around them, those who are wanting to create a better life and create impact, those people definitely deserve it. Um, and, and so anybody listening to this, I think it almost has to be earned, right? It's like respect, right? It's got to be earned. And so I had to become self-aware, but the way I became self-aware of the addiction and how to switch it, honestly, man, is after a lot of my speaking engagements, people are like, man, I feel you. I'm an addict too. Yeah, I got you, man. I'm an addict too. And there was just somber, like, I feel bad for you. Oh man, it's sad type of feeling. And in one day I was like, wait a minute, that's not bad. We could turn this around. So the way I became self-aware is other people telling me, I get it, man. I know you're an addict. My cousin is. I was. Um, and so right from there, that's kind of what helped me turn it around. But really, it's all about massive, aggressive, empowering action daily. I'm a big believer that our why should make us cry, right? And our first why is always a lie. Like, it's very surface. I can tell you right now, my why is my daughter. But if I say that in a moment of me needing to make a decision of the things I don't want to do, even though I need to, I probably will come back with an excuse. But if I say my why is my daughter and I'm going to provide the life for her that I never had and give her experiences that she deserves, I'll probably take better action, right? More aggressive action. So if I first find out what is my why, and I was talking to my clients about this today, it doesn't always have to be this big grand thing. Like you don't have to have this big grand why. I have one to my core, but Josh, I use different things for different days. Like sometimes I just put my finger on my wrist and like feel the pulse and be like, I know somebody that doesn't have this opportunity right now. That's past way too young. I'm taking advantage of today for him, for her, right? And the people that are going to to war right now, they're sacrificing their lives in order for us to create content to change others' lives. Like that's motivating as hell to me that somebody's willing who doesn't even know me to put their life out there to make our world better. But I'm going to sit here and create excuses on why I can't take massive action. Right. So I think the first thing is, is what is your why? It doesn't need to be a big grand scheme. You could have one at the core, but you got to have it out. You know, what is it that's going to power you through? Also, I believe that we're made up of energy. I think we're all made up of stardust and we're all made up of energy and we need to continue the energy throughout the day. Cause a lot of us, we start depleting by one o'clock, two o'clock. So what I do is I have what I call a must crush list. And the way I lay it out is in all six equities. And my day's not done until I get it all done. It could be one small thing, but I wake up every morning and ask myself, what does success look like in health? John, what does success look like in your relationship? John, what does success look like 
in your finances every day. And I say, okay, it's going ahead and paying this bill. Something simple like that. It's going to get, get my haircut. Something simple or it could be big. And so I'm all about taking massive, aggressive, empowering action with a why that drives me. And then I feel there's no alternative. I feel there's no alternative. Like if I don't do this, then what? And it comes back to, you know, we have a lot of real estate agents on here. And I'm going to give you guys a tip here in real estate, um, in any kind of sales. Your quality of income is directly proportionate to the quality of questions you ask your clients. Okay? But your quality of life is directly proportionate to the quality of questions you ask yourself. Hear me on. Write that down because your quality of life is directly proportionate to the quality of questions you ask yourself. So I ask myself questions all day long, but the number one question that drives me to action is this. Does this get me closer to my goals or further away? But then you got to tie it with the follow-up question. And why does that matter? Because Josh, I could ask myself that and say, it gets me closer. And our mind sends a stress signal that we don't want to do it. So we come up with an excuse. Boom, right away. So as soon as I say, this will get me closer, I immediately say, okay, why is that important to you? And then boom, I hit my why, and then I dive right into it. And so that's how I progress throughout my day is asking really good questions with a, a why that drives me to go ahead and actually take the action that's needed that most people sit back and procrastinate on. Yeah, I love that, man. It's so powerful, dude. The, what you mentioned, I mean, there's a lot of powerful things that you mentioned in there, but one thing that I was a big aha for me was kind of the, the day by day. You know, right? Because like when you look at, uh, uh, let's just say financial, like what does financial success look like? And maybe somebody's like, hey, I want to own a $20 million real estate portfolio that's free and clear. Well, that could look like a huge pill to swallow because maybe they only have 500000 in, in their portfolio. You know, right? Um, but instead of looking at it that way, not saying that you don't pay attention to, sure, I'm sure those long-term visions, but it's like, what can I do to create financial success today? You know, right? Which may just be paying a bill, which may just be saving $10 today, you know, right? Whatever it may be. And I love breaking that in because it makes it where it's doable, you know, right? And, you know, it's kind of like how you climb a mountain one step at a time. Um, so yeah, yeah, so powerful, man. So then when it comes to the why, dude, because this is something I've really struggled with, you know, it, it, and, and so many, it's like 50% of the people that I talk to and meet, like the why really works for them and, and is powerful. The other, it almost like hurts them worse because they can't get clear on their why. And I think a lot of it's comparison. We see these Elon Musks that are like, oh, I'm going to solve interstellar space travel or some crazy shit, <laughs> yeah. you know, right? And uh, uh, so maybe they're putting too much pressure on themselves, you know, right? Um, but, you know, I was like, look, when I first got into real estate 15 years ago, 23 years old, dude, my why was just make money. I was broke as a joke making $10 an hour, right? I wanted to make more money. And then it just... But then it got to a point where money was there and then I'm like, well, fuck, like, I don't know why I'm doing what I'm doing, you know, right? Like at different stages of our life, I think we, you know, might lose sight or have to redefine that. But for those that are struggling with it, can you kind of walk us through just some tips to help them get clarity on it? Absolutely, man. Such a great question. And, and this kind of goes back to anybody salesman out there. Uh, it, you know, really the only reason why we make decisions, guys, is either pain or pleasure. That's it. So with your clients, that's what you need to find out. Pain or pleasure. What is that pain or pleasure? But for you, what's your pain or pleasure, right? What's the thing that's going to drive you into action? And so for the why, I'll give you an example of one of my clients because I think this can kind of relate to a lot of people. She tried to find her why. I mean, she dug and dug and dug. She goes, John, 
I have my why, I think, but I kind of feel like ashamed and bad about it. Now, she owns uh, multiple um, veterinary, or not veterinary, multiple, uh, was it like washes for, um, for, for dogs and for cats and things like that, right? So she, it, was, it was mobile grooming. Sorry, there we go, mobile grooming. And so she owned this multiple mobile grooming company and she had two kids and a husband. And she said, my why is a horse. And I feel like crap because I have kids, I have a business and I have a husband and I don't even know why that's my why. I said, okay, let's break it down. And so I said, what does this horse do for you? She said, well, I want to go ride the horse. I said, why? She goes, because it just helps me relieve stress. You know, and I'm on there, I feel free. And when I get off there, I just feel like a weight has been lifting. I said, interesting. What happens when you go home? Well, I'm not as snippy with my husband or my kids. I'm actually being able to be present because I've released all that negative energy just by being on a horse. I said, wow, what happens when you go to work? I'm, I'm, I'm on point more. I'm able to go ahead and get dogs washed faster. I have a better conversation with the owner, therefore getting more uh, gigs from it. I said, all right, so there you have it. Your why is a horse, that's fine. But the thing is, is it's driving you, it's a vehicle to get you to a place where you're able to have good quality time with your family, right? It's able to bring you to a place where you could create more income because you're not as stressed. So when people think about their why, let it be a horse, right? Let it be a vehicle to drive an emotion because every single goal that you guys have, it's not the goal. It's not the goal. The goal is the emotion behind it. The goal is the why behind it. See, the vehicle is just to get there. Maybe Josh says, man, I want to lose 30 pounds. That's my goal. That's not the goal. The goal is he wants to lose 30 pounds so he can run around with his kids. So he feels better in his shirts. So he can go ahead and feel more confident, therefore making more money, therefore creating a better life for his family. So his goal is not to lose 30 pounds. That's a vehicle to get to the real goal, which are those emotions. And so the reason why I want to bring that up with the, the why is because I think we look too big sometimes, like you said, kind of get overwhelmed and not thinking of it's very stationary. Like Josh wanted to make more money, but guess what? Like that more money created something else for him. Freedom. Maybe he had a chip on his shoulder. Maybe he wanted to buy a house Like whatever case was, right? He wanted to feel this emotion and that emotion. So it's find the one thing that could drive you to an emotion. Um, you know, for, for me, like today, it was the people that at war. That was a why for me today, right? And why was that a why? Because that, it brought me to a place. That was a vehicle to bring me to a place of gratitude. You know, working my ass off today to, to sacrifice the things I need to sacrifice because they're sacrificing there brought me to a whole nother place emotionally. So I think we could, we could get lost in this whole why world we live in. But I think if you try to make it a little bit more simple and if it's stationary, that's fine. And also know that it changes. My why was never my daughter four years ago, right? She's three now. It wasn't my daughter right then and there. So it changes. It absolutely changes. So be okay with pivoting with it, but also be okay with understanding that all you're trying to do is create an emotion because emotion, writes this down, emotion causes the motion, right? So when you have an emotion, you then take action and that's how it all starts. But it starts with your thought that creates the emotion that then creates the action or lack of it. So you got to be super self-aware of your thoughts so you can understand the emotion that's about to happen and what the action is or is not going to be. Yeah. Love it, dude. And then, so it sounds like a lot of this is just going back to your, your question of, you know, is this getting me step, that step, one step closer to my goal, but then the follow-up question of, you know, why does that matter? 
and yep. really just keep asking that question. And then you can get to that core emotion, like your That's example it. with your client with a horse. That's it, man. Look, life is nothing but the sum of the choices we make. We all have heard it a million times. Well, how do I make better choices, John, is always the follow-up question. It's simple. Ask better questions. Like, that's it. Ask better questions, you get better results. Yeah, love it, man. And then from there, dude, um, you know, because it's like, look, we can go to a Tony Robbins retreat. And this isn't a, a teardown on him. Like, I, Tony Robbins is epic and amazing, right? But you can go there and be on fire. You know, right? Literally walk across fire, right? And then, and then you get back to your office. Oh, I'm going to change my life. Life's going to be different. And maybe you get home on Monday. And then by Thursday, so easy to get back to your old ways, right? So let's just say somebody is gets that clarity on that why, that emotion is high, you know, right? But how do you sustain that emotion day in and day out, right? Because it takes intentional daily work to keep this stuff going and not just keep it going, right? To compound and build up. I just listened to your podcast, the, you know, the compounding, I don't know, it's compounding habits or whatever, where you talked yeah. about this, but like, how, how do you kind of keep it going and then building on that momentum? Well, you said a key word there, brother. You said intentional. People need to be way more intentional what they do. All right. So that's, that's, that's the key. First off, it's, it, we got to be more intentional. Um, but it happens to all of us where we go, we get fired up, get this motivation, come home and but I, I, I see two issues on why people kind of go back down into that average zone and fall back into their old ways. Number one is proximity is power. And there are a lot of firefighters out there and not in a good way. You come home on fire. You're ready to take over, change the world, change your life. And then there are the firefighters spraying fire or spraying water over your fire, right? Hosing you down. And you're like, no, no, I'm telling you, I'm going to be great. And they just spew their negativity. They spew their doubt. They spew all this onto you and just puts your fire out. And Oh, they're right. And you go back in to an average, comfortable, safe zone. And sometimes that firefighter is your own limited belief. Sometimes that firefighter is the event or the person from your past that keeps coming up every time you want to create greatness. It's the one thing that pulls you back in. No, oh, no, no. She's going to be right. He's going to be right. And so there's firefighters. Sometimes it's us. Sometimes it's other people. So I think a lot of times we come back, we got to check our proximity, brother. We got to check our proximity. Who are you hanging out with, with? What are you watching on TV, right? What areas are you going into? Are you going into bars? And if so, what's the bar look like? Is it dark or is it bright? Like that matters. Are you watching TV? Are you watch Let me give you another example here. So my wife and I, we love like Chicago Fire and like all those shows. Like we've been watching those shows forever, Criminal Minds. And Darren Hardy, a mentor of mine, said to me once, stop watching the news. It'll change your life. And he was right. So if you're watching the news, guys, please stop. <laughs> It'll change your life. And so I remember watching Chicago Fire, and it was on a Wednesday, and I woke up the next day kind of groggy. Okay. The next day, or the next week, kind of groggy. The next week, kind of groggy. And I'm like, wait a minute. What if I stop watching this show? Because, you know, let's be real. Those shows, they're having some gruesome things, right? People are dying. You know, families are being ripped apart. And it's like, we sit there and we contemplate, what if that happened to me? We sit there and we live in there. That's why drama shows are so good is because they put us in that situation. They put us in that exact episode. And so I said, I'm going to stop watching this. And so I stopped watching it and I realized on Thursdays, I wake up ready to go. And the reason why it's powerful is because people think proximity and they think just like friends and family. Well, it's also what you're watching on TV. That drama show will produce these negative thoughts in your mind when you're sleeping. When you wake up, you're more groggy. Why? Because when you're thinking about those things in your sleep, you're draining your energy, right? And when you wake up, you have no energy because your mind is 
spinning the whole entire night. And so that's a huge thing. Your proximity is power. So when you come back or you listen to this, you know, and you're ready, ready to rock and roll, you're on fire, check your proximity, right? Not everybody's on your side. See what you're watching, see what you're eating. And then realize that there's a curriculum to success, guys. I'm going to give you the curriculum. So write this down, right? Two things for your curriculum to success, fulfillment, whatever you want to call it. And that curriculum is failure and adversity. It's a curriculum. There's no other curriculum for it. You are going to fail. You will face massive adversity. And when you get past that one, guess what's going to happen? Another one's going to come out because new levels bring new devils. You and I were talking about before, when you break through one comfort zone, there's another one above it and another one above it. And so just be super aware that you're going to go through adversity. You're going to fail. And that's why we want you to take the massive action because the faster you take action, the faster you fail, the faster you fail, the faster you learn, the faster you learn, the faster you pivot, the faster you pivot, the faster you grow and get to where you want to go. Right? So if you're fired up after this, just remember, check your proximity, audit your circle, right? Audit your circle, sign up for that curriculum. If you don't want to sign up for it, then don't listen to another podcast. Don't go to any events. Stay where you're at, right? I'm not judging you. I'm just saying that's the curriculum you have to sign up for. And then last but not least, just know that the motivation comes in waves and it's that reason that'll win, not the motivation. Yeah, it's, it's not ever learning to rely on motivation because there's many days it just doesn't exist. Many days, brother. Yeah. Many days. You know, we, yeah, all, we, all, we all struggle with that. People think, you know, oh, man, he's making this much money. Oh, he's got this much and he's doing this and doing that. They think that, you know, when the people see that, it's like, oh, I can never get there. They don't struggle. No, no, no. We struggle at different levels now, but we were there, right? Too many people on Instagram are giving you guys the glory without the story and it's bullshit. Hi, Chris, on this show. Yeah. Okay. Get good. you done mode, dude. All right. Yes. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> so like I'm tired of the, these coaches and these speakers and these influencers coming out with like the glory and, and sending their Stripe account, um, you know, on an Instagram post and all this stuff, guys, like that's the glory, right? But there's a bigger story behind it. There's failure, right? There's, there, there, there's struggles. Struggle is guaranteed. Success is not. So just be along for the ride and fall in love with the process. Yeah. Love it, dude. So, you know, so many entrepreneurs, man, and I'm, I've been guilty of this. I don't, I shouldn't even say I've been, you know, right. I still find it showing up quite a bit in my life. Um, where, where it's like, look, dude, you have an epic day, you know, right. Maybe you, you had your best closing day ever, you know, right. And you're like on top of the world, but then tomorrow, like you pull a donut and you feel like this loser again. And it can be this roller coaster, just mind fucks, you know, right. Um, what do you do during those, those low times when things aren't going your way? Um, you know, going through a shit storm, the failure in adversity that you just talked about, like when things aren't going well, but to keep pushing forward and, and keep loving the process, as you said. Yeah, man. It, and, and especially in real estate, right? That roller coaster ride of income. And the number one thing is do keep doing the things you did to get there. A lot of us, what we do is, is, you know, we'll go ahead and we'll set all these appointments. We'll have 10 deals working, um, you know, whatever it might be, whatever industry you're in, you're crushing it, but yet you're focused on those 10 deals that you're working and you forgot about all the shit that you did to get there, right? You forgot about all the days of calling. You forgot about all the hours of calling. 
you forgot about that. So what's happening is you're getting to this spot and then you're sitting there and hoping none of these, you know, eggs fall, right? And as soon as one falls, two, three, four fall, now you're like, oh my God, how do I go back? How do I go back and get more eggs? And now you're scrambling. So that's the first thing. Wherever you're at today, remember how you got there and don't ever stop doing that, okay? And number two is how, how do you face adversity? I mean, you pay respects to it, guys. You pay respect. Like my obstacles, I used to always be the victim, right? Uh, this happened because of this, that happened because of that. No, I pay massive respect to my obstacles. And when I see it, I say, thank you. Because guess what that obstacle is going to do, man? That obstacle, all it's doing is revealing a new version of me, a more empowering, a more deserving version of me to get to where I need to go. Because it's going to reveal something I haven't yet learned or haven't yet stuck with me yet. And it's going to bring me to another level. So the adversity is what's needed, right? So when you see it, pay respects to it. Now, when I went to jail, I used to be like, oh, it's this guy's fault. It's that guy's fault. Now I'm like, bro, thank you. Like, that was an adversity I needed to face. I, I, I respect it. You know, I, when I go through financial issues, it's like, this sucks. But you know what? Like, I need this because I need, this, this is showing me I need another version of me. Right? I need to step into the next version and the next version. So all the adversity is doing is giving you the opportunity to learn from it and step into the next version of you that you need to go ahead and get the success that you want and sustain that success. Yeah. Yeah. I love it, man. I mean, pain and power come from the same place, dude. And it's, yeah. you, you gotta be willing to embrace it. Unfortunately, so many don't take the time to reflect and allow the power and the teacher of pain to, to happen. Right. They just get into the victim mindset, which I've been guilty of that too. But it's like, look, dude, I didn't start doing well financially until I lost my life savings and put myself in a hundred thousand dollars of credit card debt, you know, right. Cause that forced me to respect money. And, you know, because it's so yeah. easy, dude, to figure out in today's age information world of what to do. It's very hard to figure out what not to do, you know, right? And, yep. and these things become such great teachers. So I love it, dude. I, I just love something you said, though, the information world. I talk about it all the time. We live in this information porn world when we need to be in an implementation porn world. Yep. Everybody listening to this right now, like if you're not taking notes, you're going to miss a lot because – when you hear a podcast, when you go to a, a conference, whatever it might be, if you don't take notes, you only, you only retain 20%, 20% of what you hear. Within the next 48 hours, you lose 80% of it. So if I'm going to lose 80% of taking, I just listened to this for an hour, right? And I'm going to lose basically 80% of what I've taken in. That's scary to me because in that 80%, there's a very good chance there is that one, two, or three things that would go ahead and help me elevate my life, help me overcome an obstacle that I face six months from now. So taking notes is huge. So there's a lot of free content out there. It's endless, endless. What I need you to do is I need you to find two to four people that you really jam with, that's, that, that, that's like your vibe, right? And stick with them for a while and take notes and, and truly be engaged in every single thing that they do so you can get the most out of it, right? If you listen to this right now and you're also scrolling on Facebook, multitasking is not real. Women do it really well, but men, we definitely can't do it. <laughs> like, so just be engaged in, in the information world we live in. It's super hard. Um, so be intentional with your, with your being engaged and then taking notes and then implement, uh, implementing everything that you learned or at least one to three things. Yeah, love it. It sounds like uh, you and I share one of the same mentors, Darren Hardy, and as he mm -hmm. always talks about, you know, right, the information diet and learn less, master more, yeah. you know, right? And it's, it's so important, dude. I mean, I, I was, uh, 
got a question recently of, you know, what, what are your top 20 all-time favorite books? Which I always hate those questions, right? But I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm like, all right, let me make a book list, you know, right? Just so I quit getting asked this question. I'm standing in front of my library, thousands of books, and I've read them all, but most of them in there, I'm like, fuck, I can't, I know I read it, but I can't remember one damn thing that was in that book. But I was just trying to read the 50 books or 60 books a year, like book, you know, told to do for CEOs, right? Yeah. Um, just flying through it, you know, right? I wasn't mastering the content. It just became wasted time. Yes. And guys, if you ever ask somebody, what's your favorite book or what book should I read? Totally the wrong question. Uh, you know, put it this way. That's not the wrong question. If the guy you're asking then gives you a book, he's the wrong guy to ask. Because what he should ask in return is, well, tell me what your situation is and I can give you the right book. Right. So there's a lot of great books, man. Look, Josh has read half of them out there. So like you, you got to know that there's a lot of good books, but it's all about what book is essential and meaningful for you in your current situation and the biggest obstacle you're trying to overcome today. Yeah. Couldn't agree more, man. All right, dude. So I know that you also, you work with a ton of entrepreneurs outside of real estate, but you also work all very heavily in the real estate industry and you speak for you know, uh, at conferences for some of the biggest coaches in the industry, some of the biggest platforms out there, you teach lead conversion classes, you know, so you're, you're not just a life coach, like you're teaching uh, uh, entrepreneurs and real estate agents how to go out there and convert and grow their business. Um, there's two, there's two common things that I hear from real estate agents over and over. One, and I'm going to hit each one separately so you can go on each one, but one is call reluctance or let's just call it fear of rejection. So mm -hmm. if somebody's struggling with that, you know, whether it's call reluctance, whether it's, Hey, I'm at an open house and I'm just have that huge fear of asking for the appointment, asking for the business, you know, so whatever type of rejection, uh, you know, it may be, what's your advice to a real estate agent on how to overcome that? Yeah. The first thing is to admit that, <clears throat> you know, at times people are like, Oh, I just don't have enough time. Like admit there's fear of rejection. We all get it. But the cool thing is, is guess what guys, the person on the other end of the phone, guess what their number one fear is rejection, no matter how much money they have, no matter how good their credit is, their fear is they're going to get rejected from getting the house that they truly want, right? That fits their lifestyle. That's going ahead and make their wife or their husband or their kids, uh, you know, create memories in it. Their fear is rejection as well. So you start off with some common ground. And number two is like real estate's a contact sport. It's a contact sport. So if you're not willing to do that, there's another job out there for you. And if your rejection holds you, the fear of rejection is going to hold you back, the way I would break through it, besides knowing those two things, is realize you have massive value. You have something that is going to help them. What I mean by this is that you have a skill, you have a license that's going to help them with the biggest transaction of their life. And if you do not call them and make the connection and create that conversion and that conversation, Think about the worst agent in your market doing that and the deal going south and they lose money, right? It's turmoil in their relationship because of it. So think about that. And also it, it's, it's simple, man. Like what's your why? The, the man with a strong enough why is going to bear anyhow. It goes right back to that. It goes right back to that. And then my last tip would be just start. Like don't think, just do it. Stop thinking. Don't look at the notes. None of that. Just get on the phone and dial, just dial because it's, it's like I, I went paddleboarding the other day. Okay. And I've been paddleboarding in a while and I just got my new board, a big 12 foot board. And I got stoked to go out to the golf and I'll be honest, bro. I had fear, right? My fear was that I was going to fall off and people were going to see me fall off. And by the way, I didn't, it was like, I just, you know, jumped back on there. But 
I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to, I've been putting it off for four weeks now. And I kept telling my wife, there's all these reasons, but the real reason is I was kind of nervous to get back on it. I just spent all this money on a paddleboard. And if I, you know, fall on it, you know, I don't want to go on it again, whatever. And so I just needed to go. I just needed to go do it. And as soon as I got on there within five minutes, man, I was cruising along, right? I was cruising along. And so if you just stop thinking, just start doing things are going to come a little bit easier, right? You can realize it's not as scary as you think. It's really not. But the key component is this. My biggest fear and their biggest fear, it's not rejection, guys. Your fear is that they're going to judge you, right? They're going to judge you. They're going to say no to you because they think you're a sleazy real estate agent because that's how unfortunate consumers are thinking nowadays, right? They're going to judge you because we have this fear of judgment versus the fear of rejection. We have this fear of failure versus the fear of rejection. And what that drives, man, if I fail, I can't do this. My mom was right, right? Oh, my wife is right. Oh, my friends are right. I, I, I'm not a good real estate agent. Real estate agent isn't, uh, real estate isn't for me. So it's not necessarily the fear of rejection as much as it is the fear of being judged and failing and others judging you for your failure. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's how I look at it. And I think it's once you just start doing and stop thinking so much, um, it truly helps. But having that why definitely will go ahead and, and kick you in the butt as well. Yeah, love it, dude. And something you said earlier that I thought was really powerful of if you want to have a great real estate career, make a lot of money in real estate, you ask your clients great questions. If you want a great life, you learn to ask yourself great questions. So, which we talked about the life and the great questions to ask yourself, but what, what do you mean by asking great questions? You, and you also reference pain and everything's pain and pleasure. You know, right? So can you kind of give some examples of that? Because I think some people that don't, that they might hide behind car reluctance, but a lot of it is they just don't know truly or not confident in how to control those conversations. Yeah. And, and we'll start off with this. Increase your role play, increase your pay. Let's start there, right? So no matter what script I give you, Josh gives you, that anybody gives you, you got to increase your role play to increase your pay. But a lot of agents out there, you know, the average agent is selling like two deals a year, something crazy. And a lot of times when I'm hearing people and I run these conversion classes, I've, you know, over 5,000 agents um, I, I've took through. What I hear a lot of is they sound like Applebee's servers. And what I mean by that is, okay, how many bedrooms? Three. Okay. How many baths? Two. Okay. What location? Dallas. Awesome. No, no, no. Like anybody can do that. Anybody can open a door and ask those questions. You want to stand out? You want to go ahead and beat that curve? You want to go ahead and, and articulate your leverage and your authority? It's simple. You got to ask their pain or pleasure questions. Hey, looking to make a move in the next three to six months or just browsing? Ah, I'm just browsing. Perfect. Exactly what the site is for. Look, Josh, while I have you, you know, what's prompting you to browse? So my voice fluctuation, first of all, when I ask questions is super powerful, right? Tonality when you ask questions, because I'm going to ask three whys deep, write this down, three whys deep for every what. But I'm not going to be like the annoying little kid and be like, okay, why, 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 why? I'm going to finesse my why. Okay, tell me about your current situation. Boom, why? And what would that do for you? Why? Right? Okay, why is that important to you? So I'm going three whys for every what. If Josh told me he wanted four uh, bedrooms, I'm going to say, interesting, tell me about your current situation. Man, I'm sitting in a two-bedroom right now. Me and my wife are fighting all the time because we've got 18 kids and just not enough room. You know, And trying to draw that out of them by asking a simple question of, tell me about your situation. And so those are great questions to ask. But if you stick with the, the, the method of three whys for every what, you're going to uncover their pain or their pleasure. And when it comes to the clothes, it's so powerful to use that in your clothes. If Josh still says he wants to wait, no, man, I totally get it. But let me ask you this. If I were to find you that four-bedroom, two-bath house that was 
able to insert motivation here, get you closer to your work so you can spend more time with your son, see his games and actually eat dinner with him. Would you consider moving sooner? Right? If I, ne if I just only got four bedrooms, two baths and I didn't get the other stuff, the motivation, the pain or pleasure, I, I can't close you as well. I can't hold you accountable. And so the asking questions is so powerful, but it also builds such an extreme rapport. And last but not least, you're going to finesse them. Like you are going to wear them out to where they're like, I never want to talk to another agent again. I'm invested in this guy. He knows my whole life. And it becomes a great relationship and they become walking evangelists. So questions are key, man. It's, it's simple. You know, your income is directly proportionate to that. Stop being a glorified Applebee's server and start truly getting into the pain or pleasure. Three whys for every what. And change your life while you change yours. Yeah, love it. Now, you know, I, I never really put rhyme to reason to this, but it's something that's worked extremely well for me in my whole entire real estate career um, and other businesses now as well when it comes to sales. Uh, but the just how you open, you know, right? And like I always lead with, we have a very strict absolute pressure policy inside of our organization. So we tell any potential leads because we know they don't want to be pressured. Nobody like, I hate being high pressure too. Yep. So we lead with that, you know, right? Hey, just so you know, there's 100% zero pressure. We have a very strict no pressure policy. So you never be pushed, pressured to do anything that you don't want to do. There's no right or wrong answers. We're here to serve and support you at accomplishing your goals, whatever those goals may be. And we're here to serve and support you at the highest level only. You know, right? So just trying to make them comfortable where they'll open up, you know, right? Because when you, then when you said the thing of people, it's not about the rejections. People don't want to be judged. And yeah. I never put, you know, the two together, but maybe that's just allowing them that safe place to not feel judged, you know, right? Do you think that yeah. that is a powerful component to it as well? It's a huge component, man. And, and nobody wants to be sold, but I'm, I think everybody should realize that in every conversation, someone's being sold. You have a wife or you have a husband, you have kids, like you guys are selling each other on something every single day, like every day you're selling each other on something. So when you could break that wall down, it's super powerful. It, it, it allows you to have a good conversation because this is what the brain does, guys, is whenever the brain feels stress, right? Whenever you feel stress, like you're about to be sold, it sends a signal to your brain and that signal then goes ahead and it actually creates this feeling in your nervous system that wants to protect you, right? Some, some people think it's protection, but it's really not. So they want to protect you. And because of that, you spew out an excuse, right? So it's like, I don't want to be sold. Boom, goes to my brain. Boom, goes into my nervous system. My nervous system says, I'm not available. I'm busy. Uh, my nervous system says, I already have an agent, right? And it's me immediate. It's immediate. But they're coming up with these lies because it's just their brain telling them, hey, you're about to be sold quote unquote. So it's about to be an uncomfortable situation. So go ahead and protect yourself. And so for the way you open it up, that's perfect. And the open line I use, like we know the best lines are when you know your partner's lines, right? Johnny Depp, the reason why he's so good in his movies is because he knows everybody's lines. He doesn't need to think. He just plays that part. So when you say looking to make a move next three or six months or just browsing 98% of people if you never even ask that question, they're always going to say, oh man, I was just browsing. So as soon as I give them that objection, they're like, oh, he's going to let me off the hook. Okay, cool. Right. And so then their wall comes down, the stress levels relax a little bit. Now we can come in and probably tell me about your situation. Right? It's just a lot easier to be able to do that. And we have to, there is a science behind it, right? Like sales, there is a science behind it. And you've been doing this for a long time. And 
you understand the science behind it. So if people are listening and reading your scripts, increase your role play to increase your pay for sure, but make it your own too. Yeah. I make it your own. I, I tell everybody, stand up on your calls. Stop sitting down because it's a person with energy and enthusiasm on call 101 that wins, not just call one, right? The battle is won before the battle starts, right? The game is won in the locker room. Why do Cowboys suck so bad? I'm a Cowboy fan, okay? Why do they suck so bad? Because, uh, yeah. because they have no idea what they're doing in a locker room, right? In a locker room, the game's not won. They're not a team. Right? They, they, they haven't done the preparation. They haven't grabbed that, that energy. So they go on the field and they're flat. So the game is won before the game even starts. And so by understanding the, the, the power of role-playing um, and understanding the power of just getting comfortable being uncomfortable, it's going to have you go into that call with a little bit more ease um, and be able to really have that pure focus and that, that line inside and just really go after it. Love it, dude. So I know that... Uh... I've got one last question for you before I jump into our last question, man. I know that you have uh, some free training that if, if our listeners want to go a little bit deeper into this style of work and more self-discovery and, you know, you've got your uh, free freedom formula online training, um, but then also you host a uh, in-person retreat, yeah. you know, right? That if people are looking to expand to go to the next level, can you just kind of tell us a little bit about those so people are really interested in this where they know where to go where to you know, learn more about what you got going on yeah man I, I appreciate the opportunity so the freedom formula it's uh, johnmarone.com forward slash freedom dash formula and what i've done is, is I, I created it to be free because i think that a lot of us kind of have one big issue and that's there's so many ways to set goals what's the best way to do it how do i be more productive and how do i creates a more integrated life. Most people call it balance. And so it's basically based off of those three principles and it's seven modules on how to do all of those things at a very high level. Um, and it breaks it down in the video with homework assignments. And if you guys want to take, take a look at that for sure, it's johnmarone.com forward slash freedom dash formula. But the other thing I'm really excited about, man, is this ultimate you retreat. Last year we did it. We sold out. It's here in Destin, Florida. Uh, we only sell out 40 tickets because it's in a house that overlooks the ocean, overlooks the Gulf on the beautiful white beaches of Destin, Florida. Um, and it's 40 people. And what it allows you to do, it allows you to tap into the limited beliefs, the things that are holding you back. As we talked about earlier, that you always want to create this greatness and you, you want to explode into this new version of you, but you keep getting pulled back. Um, and a lot of times it, it lies within those limited beliefs. So we really tap into it and break it down and tear it down and then use that to power our progression and then we rewire your brain right we get super deep on why we do the things we do and then we get super deep on how to change that thought process and how to go ahead and rewire your mindset and your thoughts to create better action and then we give you the tactical things so things that are applicable right so it's not the rah rah who you know like motivation motivation conference you're gonna get that through the way we present and the other people that are there and the networking. But the real goal is to take you from where you're at and who you are to where you want to go and who you need to become and fill in those gaps with the tools to do so on a daily basis. So we get super deep. Uh, you know, last year it was, it was incredible, man. It was, people were just, you know, when I sat back and I thought, should I do it? I closed my eyes and I saw the visual of the people crying, breakthroughs, lights coming on. 
And then I'd reach out to them people and I say, Hey, look, how, how, how do you feel today? Eight months later. And almost every single one, they've made more money. They've created more opportunity in their life and a business. They've ignited flames in a relationship that they thought was dead. They've created way more uh, um, experiences and they've amplified their quality of life times 10. They've given back to their community, the whole nine. And so I know it's a no brainer for me to do it. And so that's johnmarone.com forward slash the ultimate you. Or if you just go to my main page, you could check it. I'm sorry, that's forward slash retreat. So johnmarone forward slash retreat. Um, but if you have any questions too, I want to make sure it's a good fit for people. Like, I don't want people just to sign up for, I want to make sure it's a good fit. So please reach out to me, John at John Marone with any questions, but if you're ready to rock and roll, if you're ready to truly dive into the things that hold you back, get the tools to propel you forward and hang out with me in beautiful Destin, Florida on May 2nd, um, then please go to johnmarone.com forward slash retreat. Let's chat. Um, and, and if you're thinking about bringing a friend, a husband, a wife, an employee, definitely sign them up. We will sell out. We have about 21 tickets left. So that's my pitch. That's my spiel. Hopefully we can see some people in Destin, Florida, May 2nd. Yeah, love it. And you guys to make it really easy on you, no matter where you're watching, where you're listening, we'll have those links right below. So you can just go right below, scroll below, click and boom, you're ready to rock and roll. And on the retreat, there's a video on there that I watched uh, that shows, yeah. you know, gives you a glimpse of, of what to expect. And you hear from those that were a part of the last retreat to see the impact. And it's, it's pretty amazing stuff. Also, dude, you've got your podcast. And I just want to have you plug where to go to see the podcast, name of the podcast again, and where to go to see it. I started recently listening to it. It's, dude, it's powerful shit, man. And everybody should be listening to this. It's, you know, 20, 30 minute, you know, episodes. You can listen to it in the car. And it's, and there's, there's gold in there, dude. I appreciate it, man. So power of progression. So whatever you listen to your podcast on, whether it's Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, it's power of progression. Um, and, and definitely take a look at it. I've, I've had some phenomenal guests on from Eric Thomas to Hal Elrod to Heath Evans, Super Bowl champ, Lisa Bilyeu, Tom Bilyeu's wife. Uh, I'm going to get you on there, Josh. And, and, you know, I have my own episodes I do. And then I bring guests on as well. So a little mix and mash. But it's, it's something that I love to do. I've had, somebody asked me the other day, so what's the ROI on it? What's the ROI on your, on your podcast? And I said, I don't know. And I honestly don't care. And then, what do you mean? I said, I, I know I'm getting ROI on it, but what I really like is the feedback I get. Like people are like, man, this podcast episode just really changed my life. And I'm sure you're the same way. So, you know, I, I, I love doing it. Um, it's a passion of mine and I would love for people to go ahead and subscribe to it. But once again, it's power of progression. If you're liking what you're hearing here, you can hear a lot more of it. Um, we drop episodes every Thursday. Awesome. Love it. Um, and again, we'll have links right below for you guys for those. So one last question for you, dude. So the John today, knowing everything you know now today, if you, the John today could go back and have a conversation with the John, let's just say during that, the hurricane, during the flood, when you kind of had that moment, what are the, the two pieces of advice, again, knowing everything you know now today, that you would give your younger self that you feel would have just massively fast forward this trajectory of success that you're on? First thing is I think there's way more than two things I need to tell that dude. Uh, <laughs> that's the first thing. Uh, and, and yeah, I, I don't know if it would actually massively progress me, right? Because we all got to walk through hell in order to get to heaven. But if I were to tell them two things, it would be first, acknowledge you don't know everything. And that's actually a gift when you acknowledge it because you're ready to receive the things you need to know to get where you want to go. So that's first, stop being so damn stubborn. Like, that's <laughs> insane. Um, so that's number one. You don't know everything that you know. Open yourself up to be vulnerable and hear some value from other people to grow. And number two, man, 
it would be that your past does not define your future. Great things are ahead of you. But if you keep looking in the rear view, you're never going to be able to go forward. So stop for a second. Acknowledge the past. Know that it's back there. But rip that damn rear view mirror off. Look forward and go. Because there's so much greatness out there for you. God in this universe has a plan for you. But you're never going to find it if you keep looking back. And if I told John Marone that at that time, it would definitely accelerate my results. And it would probably get me in a little bit more trouble too. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, man. Powerful stuff. And those watching and listening, I know in every podcast with this, but information without implementation is truly just the start of delusion. Information isn't power. It's taking the information that you learn, taking massive action on it that gives you the power to create the life that you know you want and deserve. And John shared so many amazing pieces of advice with you guys today. Take something that you learn and go out there and take immediate massive action. So again, you can create the life that you know you want and deserve. And John, I know how busy you are, man. I truly appreciate you taking time. Very busy to be here. This has been an honor and a hell of a lot of fun, dude.